Our text tonight will read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, and I'll read verses uh, 6 through 8. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. We understand that King Solomon wrote three books of the Bible. Of course, he wrote the Song of Solomon, and many believe it was probably in his younger years or his youth that he wrote that, maybe in his 20s. Uh, Proverbs, many believe he was middle-aged at the time of this particular book. First Kings 4 says, And he spake 3,000 Proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. And finally, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. It may have been when he was much older, maybe his senior years of life. It's very concluding in this particular book, Ecclesiastes 12:13. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. But in reading through this uh, second chapter of Proverbs, this last phrase in the eighth verse really stood out to me. It reads again that the Lord preserveth the way of his saints. And you know, I really thought that this sounds like a, a New Testament, we could say verse or concept or phrase. Come to find out this word saints is used a number of times in the Old Testament. In particular, it's used in the book of Psalms, just one time here in Proverbs. Let me give some examples in Psalms 30 uh, verse 4, it says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. Speaking that they are the Lord's. They are God's saints. In Psalm 31, 23, he says, O love the Lord, all ye his, his saints. There it is again. For the Lord, and this really is a parallel passage, preserveth the faithful. That's a promise of what God does. Psalm 34, 9, he says, O fear the Lord, ye there it is again, his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. A promise for you and me, Psalm 37, 28, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. That is to say, he doesn't let them go. He hangs on to them very tightly. In fact, he says again in this verse, that's Psalm 37, 28, they are preserved forever. We see a theme here. God is a God who promises to keep and preserve those who are his. Over and over these scriptures, we see that he refers to the saints as his. I believe God is a jealous God. No one else can have us if we are saints of God. If we determine to keep our hand in God's hand, he will never let go. God is a jealous God. If we are saints of God as Christians, we are we serve a God of preservation. What do we think of when we think of something green preserved? I think probably the simplest of examples is food. We can all identify with that. There are, of course, varying lengths possible to preserve food. Dried fruit, I understand, can be preserved a year or so. Jams, jellies, oils, oats, dried pasta can be preserved one to three years. Canned tuna, pickles and spices, three to five years. Instant coffee, ten plus years. Think about that. 
There are some that they say indefinitely or even hundreds of years. Dried beans, raw honey, maple syrup, sugar, and salt. One of my kids asked me this afternoon, how come you never bring an object lesson? So you can blame them if this doesn't work out. This right here is Kamut Khorasan wheat berries. And as the story goes, I understand uh, in the late 1940s, they found these in an Egyptian tomb. They were sent to the United States. They were originally grown in Egypt uh, by the Tigris-Euphrates Valley. And what's unique about them is they're about twice the size of normal wheat berries. And what I, what I read is originally they just sent 36 kernels of these and they were first planted in Fort Benton, Montana. And so these wheat berries had been preserved for possibly thousands of years. They were free from moisture, free from the sun. They're considered to be an ancient grain. And um, Allison, she, she mills our flour, and we've yet to crack this package open. But it, it's definitely a, an example of preservation. What about honey? I don't know if you've ever had one of these. This is a, a tube of honey. These are better than candy. And I read that really honey can be preserved indefinitely. If, if moisture is kept out of it, over time it does crystallize. But to, uh, to make it work, you just simply warm it up, I read. So these are examples of things that have been preserved for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Well, God specializes in preservation. And I, and I thought that really one of the greatest examples as far as God and, and who or what he preserves is the children of Israel, the Jewish people. No people in the history of mankind have suffered more than the Jewish people. There have been more attempts to annihilate or to get humanity to forget the Jewish people, the people of Israel. They have been scattered. They have been persecuted. They have been tormented. In fact, Moses, in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, predicted this. He said, you will be scattered. You will be throughout the world. But God had made a promise to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, a promise that is relevant to you and to me even today. I will preserve thee, I will keep thee, I will bring you back. The nation was restored. Even the Hebrew language was preserved. In Zephaniah 3, 9, it says, For then will I turn to the people a pure language, speaking of Hebrew, that they may call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. And in 1982, Hebrew was declared again, their official and national language, a, na a language that the world had thought had disappeared, but God had preserved it for thousands of years. Even the shekel, the Jewish currency, I understand, has been used for about 5,000 years. In fact, if you just search the scriptures, the word shekel, I first find it in Genesis 24, referred to as a weight. But Ezekiel 45, speaking of the millennial reign, the millennial temple says that the shekel will be brought to the Messiah, 
to the temple uh, for Jesus Christ himself. And in 1980, the shekel again became the official currency of Israel. Preserved by God for thousands of years. And one day during the tribulation period, God will preserve, the scripture says, a remnant of his people, the Jewish people. The purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish people. We know it to be. So God is a God of preservation. Looking back at our text, it reads, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. That word for preserve or preserveth means a hedge about. To guard, to protect, to keep, even to save or to watch. So we have two different aspects. The Lord is preserving first the path or the way that we take. That means God goes before us. He knows what's ahead of us. And secondly, he preserves you and me as individuals. God knows exactly what's going on in your life and in my life. The path that we are taking, the journey that we are on, there is no surprises with the Lord. Earlier this week, I was driving with a co-worker in a very rural road early in the morning. We were probably driving about 50 miles an hour. And as we were driving, coming around the bend towards us, several hundred yards away from us, a ready-mix cement concrete truck you could see it wobbling it was having difficulty and as he squirreled around he seemed to kind of gain control and then pretty soon with the weight of the material in the truck the tractor would be like the size of a tractor trailer although uh, the back is not as long as a, as a regular 18 wheeler because of the weight of that material that truck began to cross our lane hopped up in the air and began to spin over and over three or four times and as it went across our lane, crossed the other side, it was like an explosion as it hit the ground. Within seconds, I was on the phone with 911, and we thought there was no way that a human being could survive that. We got closer, and, and uh, the gentleman may have passed out, but he was upside down. The truck was on its side, upside down. The driver's side was destroyed. He was sort of hanging on the passenger side. He was awake. He said, I don't know what happened. He was obviously not good. We prayed with him. Took about 15 minutes for the police to arrive, 20 minutes for the paramedics. He was awake the entire time. We stood back. There was so much commotion. And after some time, he was out halfway standing out of the truck. A complete miracle. We know that morning, God knew exactly the path that we would take. He knew the road that we would be on. He knew the speed that we would be going. In fact, we were driving probably 50 miles an hour. And I think the speed limit was 70 miles an hour. Had we been three seconds ahead, he would have wiped us out. And, and this verse, really, even before this trip, had been on my mind and been on my heart as I was reading Proverbs. For whatever reason, it stood out to me that God preserveth the way of his saints. And that gentleman, he, he said he was a believer. From some of the things he was saying, we just want to pray for him. I don't know where he's at. I don't know how he's doing. I don't even know his name. And I would ask that you would pray for him. 
But God spared his life. But I believe God spared our lives as well. Because the Lord preserveth the way of his saints. That means the Lord protects us. He puts a hedge about us. He puts a little literal hand of protection over us. He leads us and he guides us. The Lord is our fortress. He's our shield. He's our guide. He's our defender. He fights the battles for us. He sees the beginning from the end. He sees a minute ahead. He sees what will happen tonight. He sees tomorrow, a month ahead. God is in control from beginning to end each and every day. Do we think that Proverbs 3, 6 is just a tagline or do we really believe it? He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We like to tell the Sunday school kids and the young people that, but do we believe it? In all thy ways acknowledge him, the Lord, the one that says they are, he is, she is, you are my saint. And he shall direct thy paths. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. God will do that for you and me. I don't know what you are facing, but God knows. Maybe you've experienced loss. Maybe health challenges. We might face sicknesses, trials of our faith. Brother Rob read on Sunday night from Jude. And in verse 1 again of the book of Jude, it says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus and called. You know, the preserving agent in a lot of food is sugar or salt. I understand that salt can last indefinitely. But our preserver is Jesus Christ. He's the one in his blood that perfectly keeps us. Paul speaking on this further in writing to the Church at Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, he says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ can do that for you and me. That gets to sanctification and to holiness. The blood of Jesus does a perfect job. God's plan of preservation for you and me is forever. It has no shelf life. It has no end date. It has no expiration. God has a perfect plan of preservation. God wants to preserve us now to glory forever. Jude later wrote in verse 24, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. That means it's possible to fall, but Christ can keep us and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That means we can make it. That means that Christ can keep us. That means there's keeping power in the blood of Jesus. God is a God of preservation. He has a plan for your life and my life. He has a plan for, each, for us each and every day. Do we wake up saying, Lord, help me to say something for Christ today. Help me to do something to lead people to Jesus today. Christ has a plan of victory. It comes by way of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We want to ask you, do you know the Lord tonight? You can have him on your side. You will be his saints, very possessive by the Lord. God is a jealous God. He will keep you. He will keep me. But it comes by way of Christ's precious blood. If you don't know the Lord tonight, God will save you. 
If you're not sanctified tonight, God will make you holy in your heart. It's an inside-out work. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, Christ promised it that the Father would send the Comforter, and we believe he will do that for those that come his way tonight. Let's come out and pray. The song is 596. God will answer your prayer tonight.